Hey, welcome to the Badass Breastfeeding Podcast. This is Diane, your lactation consultant. And I'm Abby, the Badass Breastfeeder. And today's episode is brought to you by Fairhaven Health. Fairhaven Health brings you the Milky's Milk Saver on the go, the mini version of the wildly popular original milk saver that collects your leaking breast milk. And today's episode is also brought to you by Peanut. Peanut is a social network enabling parents and parents-to-be to meet, chat, and learn from each other. We'll hear more about our sponsors, but right now I think Diane has our review of the week. I do, and while I'm review- reading review of the week, I might have to have you, Abby, look something up because this was an e- this was came by email um, to us, and I wanted to read it. Um, she's speaking specifically about episode one fourteen, and I don't remember what we did that oh. day. <laughs> So you'll have to yeah, look at that. Yeah, 114. That's just like a, it was like couple, a couple weeks, weeks ago. ago. Yeah, I don't know what so I did So that is, I can so. tell you right now, that is the episode, The Attachment Effect and Breastfeeding. All right. So That was this, when you went to that conference and oh, talked yeah. about the... Yay. I'm glad it touched somebody else because it um, made a difference for me too. So yeah. this is from Ashley. Like I said, she emailed this into us and she said, I am so happy and grateful to have stumbled upon this podcast. Episode 114 felt like you guys were speaking directly to me. I'm 25 and a mom of three. I have two boys aged seven and five, and I just had my baby girl in September. I had my first son at the young age of 17 and have always struggled with being comfortable and confident in my mom's skin. With my third, you would think I'd be super confident in breastfeeding and mommying, but I find myself still struggling, especially with family telling you to go against your instinct and what you think is right. I am, again, exclusively breastfeeding my third child, and I am blessed to be able to be a full-time stay-at-home mom. It's mentally exhausting and overwhelming when you constantly hear all she wants to do is eat, or is that all she does, or have people complain that they never get to hold her and spend time with her because she's always with me eating, or questioning if she's actually eating or just using me as a pacifier, or getting frustrated with me because when she starts to fuss and cry, I ask to take her back to try to comfort her because, as they all tell me, it's okay to let her cry. Lately, it's been taking a toll on me mentally, and this morning, listening to your podcast helped me remember this is what is natural and exactly what needs to be happening. Thank you for reminding me of how important and special breastfeeding is and to always trust my instincts. Thank you, Ashley. I have a headache from all the eye rolling I did through that. Uh, (laughs) I mean, I'm sorry, Ashley, that all these people are saying these things to you rather than like, how can I help you? I know. And I, are you okay? What can I get for you? How can I make whatever you want to do and whatever you're doing easier for you right now during this delicate, vulnerable time? Right. This must be really hard for you to be staying home and, Ugh. you know, like isolating at times. No, like we have totally lost sight of what is important, I feel like, in our society. And I'm so glad then that that hit you at the right time, that episode, because that's why we do, because we have so many moms that, you know, send us these messages that are getting the same kind of feedback from their family. So at least Ashley, please know you're not alone, but you're doing no, you're definitely the right not, decisions. Yeah. yeah. You're doing the right thing. So good for you. Congratulations on baby three. And I'm so glad that you like the podcast. Yes. Thank and you. I cannot wait for today's episode. I am sorry. Well, you don't I'm need excited. to wait any longer because it is here. <laughs> Woohoo! So we're going to talk so oh, before yeah, we get we're into talking it. about alcohol, right? Oh, sorry. Go ahead. What? 
No, I was like so excited to start talking about alcohol that I forgot to tell people to send us reviews. Oh, so yeah. send us your reviews. Definitely like, you know, iTunes. If you are on iTunes, send us a review. We would love to hear from you. Um, or you can, you know, message us or email. Like we, we get those messages and you know, if it's a good if it's good feedback or if it's any feedback, we definitely love to respond and read it. So Send us a message if you want to tell us what your favorite episode is and why. We'd love to hear about it. And now let's talk about alcohol. Ah. <laughs> yeah, so we did. We did. Like our most popular episode ever is episode, I think it's 38, um, Alcohol and Breastfeeding, um, where we basically just like broke down the science of like the, you know, how alcohol enters your body and you know, how it's, you know, metabolized and the, you know, amount of alcohol that actually passes through your breast milk. And, um, but so today's a little bit different because what I always, like I was telling Diane, what I think is really funny about this conversation is on one hand, we have people going, oh, you're a breastfeeder. You can't drink alcohol. Your baby will get drunk and dance on a bar. Like you can't ever drink, you know? And then you have other people that are like, Oh, you're having, you know, if you're having milk supply problems, you need to drink a beer. The darker, the better, you know. And it's oh, like, yeah. how? Okay, that's very What confusing. kind of a mixed message? Yeah, I right. brought that up once in one of my breastfeeding classes just very recently because I was like, tell me if that makes sense. Like, it doesn't make any sense. People are telling you don't drink. And then they're saying, oh, you want to increase your supply? Drink. Right. So right. What's the, yeah. What's the right thing? So what's the deal here? And by the way, I was wrong. It's not 38. It's 24. If you want to listen to oh, our okay. most popular episode with over 5000 downloads, I think at this point, um, it's yeah. but you uh, can listen episode to 24. 38. Sure. Listen to 38. I don't know what it is, but I'm sure it's yeah. good. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So I I thought that we should kind of talk about. So we talked so much about um, the science, you know, of like. You know, I, I know I talked about it, broke down the numbers. Like, I had the numbers right at the tip of my brain when I did that episode. So, right now, I don't know if I do. But, like, the legal limit is, like, 0.08, right? Six or 8, 0.08. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so, that's, you know, too drunk to drive, right? And so, right. Your, your, your blood alcohol level is 0.08, which means you have 0.08 amount of alcohol in your body. And you... You're, so that's also, then it's equal to that in your breast milk, right? It's equal. Right. Right? From your blood to your milk. Of course it is, because that makes yes. sense, right? Nothing metabolizes. Well, I mean, when you have, when, you're, when your blood alcohol is 0. 0.08, so is your breast milk. Oh, okay. Right? Yes, yes, yes. Yep. Yes. Yep. And so let's put this into perspective. So that is 0.08% alcohol. Orange right. juice has an alcohol percentage of 0. 0.5. 0.08 compared to 0. 0.5 in orange juice, of which we are not afraid of. Um, <laughs> so, and we know, drink while we're pregnant, by the way. We totally often. drink it while we, yeah. we eat English muffins. And, you know, look up all the things that have alcohol content. Um, and you'll be surprised at how much stuff has, you know, gobs and gobs more than your breast milk does when you're drunk. Right. Um, but so, okay, so we talked about that in that one episode. And what I thought, but, but we didn't really talk beyond that kind of like, you know, what do, you know, what do we, what do we say about people when they say like, you know, drink a beer, it'll help your milk supply. 
you know, or what about milk? What 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 effects does alcohol have on your milk supply or on your on, on breastfeeding in general? So does can we drink if we have low milk supply and we're having a milk supply problem, Diane? Can we drink a beer and it'll all be better? No, unfortunately, we cannot. It would be wonderful though, right? Like it'd be yeah. great. If I mean, go ahead answer. and drink a beer. Yeah. Like by all means, drink a beer. Like, this is so fine. funny because there is um, this one mama that comes to my support group every week that I've worked with very closely, and her baby's about a uh, about a month now. I think about five weeks old. And the last couple of weeks she's come in, she has said, I know it doesn't have anything to do with it, but every time I drink a glass of wine at night, I wake up leaking later on. Hmm. And I go, yeah, you're relaxed. Like, to me, that's what it is. You know, she's relaxed. She knows that wine is not increasing her milk supply. I know that wine is not increasing her milk supply. But I think it's relaxing enough for her. And in her head, that is calming for her, that she can put the baby to bed, sit down, put her feet up, have a glass of wine, and her body just, like, relaxes. Yeah. yeah. You know? And we all know what stress And that's does great. Yeah, yeah, it is. Right. There's and nothing what... wrong with that. If that's working, fantastic. Fantastic. But it's not the wine itself that is making her milk supply high. Right, and that she's not leaking because suddenly she has an abundance of milk supply. Correct. Right, she's leaking because she's relaxing. Right. And is it like is it like bringing on a letdown because she's so? Well, it could relaxed? be what my what my take on it would be is especially knowing this situation because um, this baby was a little bit of a struggle for Mama that we know that stress when when a mother is stressed milk sometimes doesn't let down as it should. So sometimes we'll see that like when moms return to work and they're trying to pump and, you know, they're back to work and they've got, they can hear their coworkers outside the door, you know, things like that. And they're just looking at their watch. Like, Oh my God, hurry up. I only have 10 minutes. Exactly. And you're like, the milk isn't letting down and you're not pumping very much. You're only getting a little bit or drops or whatever. And you know, you might still even feel a little bit full. That's stress. Like stress doesn't make your milk go away. Stress can make your milk not let down. So to me, I think what is happening is that she's having that glass of wine. She's relaxed. Maybe she's falling asleep a little bit faster or easier and her body's relaxed and it's letting go a little bit. Mm-hmm. And there's, there's nothing wrong with that. And I tell moms that too. They're like, oh my gosh, can I have a glass of wine? I'm like, sure. It'll relax you. It's probably not going to like, you know, it's not going to make your supply get crazy. But right. it will help. But there's nothing. My my biggest thing with the alcohol is, well, one of my biggest things. There's a couple. But I don't like telling moms that they can't do something when it's perfectly okay for them to do it. You know, like, well, that's this is the- ridiculous. Well, you can't. I don't like the restrictions. You can't have a drink. You're breastfeeding. You can't do that. How dare you? Why can't you wait? You can't. It's not important enough to you to wait. Yeah, I love my kids. I can. I love my kids enough to wait until I'm not breastfeeding anymore. Yeah, whatever. Well, I mean, you know, this is like, this is what you're saying. I mean, like, exactly. Like, you don't have to make major changes in your life to breastfeed. Correct. Parenting, parenting will bring on major changes. Yes. Like, that's that's going to be big enough change enough. You don't have to start making these big lifestyle changes because you're breastfeeding. It's wrong. It's a myth. 
And that's the thing. Like, it's not true. And people are spewing information that is incorrect. And really, like, the you hit the nail on the head, too. The parenting is the thing. And I always tell parents that. I'm like, I don't meet too many mothers who want to have a pop out a baby and can't wait to go to the bar. Like, you don't see that very often. But it is nice to know that you can, if you want to, have a drink. But you also have to consider that you might, most people don't make great parenting choices, really, or make great choices overall when they're under the influence of anything. And that is really the bigger problem. We don't want you to go out and drink and come home, drive your babysitter home, drive yourself home, put the baby in your bed with you. Things that are not good decisions that you would not normally make those decisions if you weren't drinking. That's what the bigger concern is. It's not the alcohol content in your milk. No. Have somebody sidle up their baby next to your drunk ass I know. <laughs> and breastfeed the baby and then cart the baby away because that is not the problem. You are not causing your baby harm when you do that. You know, and I, you know, exactly like what I always tell people is like, don't focus on the milk, the con- alcohol content in your milk. That's not the issue. The, the thing that you need to focus on is being able to parent mm-hmm. and you know, make sure that there is somebody sober who is taking care of your baby and don't put the baby in your bed. Correct. That's it. Enjoy. Here come the holidays. I was just going to say that. Make sh- yeah. Yeah. Because- I mean, like, make sure that there's like, you know, somebody there who's, you know, not drinking or who is, you know, limiting themselves to one and they're the designated baby, whatever. Um, and then find a, a separate sleep surface for your baby and have fun. Right. I mean, it's, and it doesn't mean, and there's a lot of like really safe ways to do it anyway. You know, like if you are say, well, we'll take the holidays as an example. Maybe you're at a holiday party. Maybe it's like a, your partner's work holiday party. Okay. We'll just put it out there like that. Mm-hmm. You're six weeks out, eight weeks out of having a baby. You have a sitter. You want to be able to have a couple drinks. Fine. Have a drink eat a meal, space out your drinks a little bit, don't slop them all down in a matter of, you know, half an hour and then start doing some shots. You know, nothing like that. Like if you're spacing it out, you're eating a meal, you're being smart about it, you're not even going to feel it. You're not even going to feel that. Yeah, you're fine. Yeah. And then go home and breastfeed your baby like you would normally do. There's no reason why you can't enjoy yourself like everybody else does, like normal humans, adults, if that's what you want to do. And there's a lot of people by the time they go through pregnancy, some people are like, you know, trying to get pregnant for years and they're really limiting their alcohol intake because they're really trying to get pregnant. You want to know, okay, can I drink safely if that's what I want to do? Yes. You are not going to harm your baby if you have some, an alcoholic beverage. No. I remember after Jack was born, my first son, he was... I don't know, he was like a few months old or something. And I had all my friends over in the living room. Um, I planned it out with my husband, you know, how the night was going to go. And, um, you know, because he was so young. So it couldn't, you know, we had to kind of like say, how are we going to orchestrate this? Um, And they all came over. I mean, there was like bottles of wine, bottles of beer, liquor. Like we were just like partying it up like the old days. And, um, you know, I was in my house. Again, like I made the plan with my husband 
And, you know, he would bring him out like he was with us in the beginning. You know, we were like, oh, coochie coo to the baby. <laughs> and then at one point, you know, my husband was like, all right, I'm taking the baby away from you, Looney Ticks. And, um, you know, he, he would bring him out to like, you know, and I would nurse him. I kind of nurse him for his like final, um, you know, of the night, which there's never any final of the night. I yeah. just mean like before he went like to sleep in quotes. Um and then my husband was like in charge of him for the night, you know, which is, you know, go ahead and be. I'm always in charge with him through the whole night. Like you get to like not sleep that much tonight and like mm-hmm. be in charge of the baby. Right. And we were we were fine. We, You know, it was like I made the plan and, you know, with him to keep the baby safe. Like we were saying, the concern is to make those, you know, that you're that the baby is safe. Not from your milk supply, but from your, you know, your drunken decisions. Exactly. Right. Um, right. The milk and, supply is yeah. not unsafe. Right. And so then, yeah, we were, it was, it worked out. And there's like, that's a good plan. Like, there's nothing wrong with that, you know? Yeah, it was good. The other things that I don't like are those stupid test strips. Oh my God, I was using those. Yes, my mom actually my mom, okay, sorry, I totally cut you off with another story. Go ahead. No, no, like, because it's, I, I want to know what your thoughts are on that because. I know, we can, like, <laughs> I, is, like, not a conversation that me and Diane can have because we are both just talking over each other the whole time. I know, I know, oh my God. It's like, people are like, oh, yeah, get, I, I was teaching a breastfeeding class last week and somebody brought up alcohol and somebody else in the class was like, get those test strips. And I was like, oh, my God, like, they're just preying on you. You know, like, no, have you this, ever used those? Well, I mean, I don't think they had those when you were breastfeeding, or I don't know. But. No, they did not. And I was under the impression that I couldn't drink anything. So, oh, you know. and I yeah. wasn't a big drinker then anyway. I didn't decide to become a quasi alcoholic until I got the breast <laughs> the first time. So, Jeez. I am yeah. um, really not, by the way, people. But I, I was not a big drinker. But from what other people have told me is that the they are not accurate. No, listen, I used those a lot and I was using those again after like a little bit, like when I first had Jack, I went through like a little period where I was like scared of the whole world. And, you know, I know everybody listening knows what I'm talking about. Um, I just wasn't myself for a while. And then after a few months, I was like, I had my friends over like that one, like the time I was talking about. And I went to get my hair done, which I hadn't gotten done in a really long time. And I go to this place, Therapy Plus here in Chicago. Hey, hey, Rebecca. She does my hair and she just feeds me wine the whole time. She's like, she just like fills my glass up or whatever. So I was like there having my first like hair done, whatever. I come home and um, my parents were watching Jack. And I had had like, you know, several glasses of wine, several, I don't know how much I had, but I, I, um, I came in and I like took the test strip. Of course it like turned black immediately. And then I was like, I can't breastfeed him. No, you have to do the bottle. And he's crying and crying and crying and he's seeing me and I'm holding him. And he's just like, all he wants to do is nurse. And my mom, my mom, she was like, just breastfeed him. You know, she's just standing there like just breastfeed him it's fine like she doesn't know the science behind it like she just like she's like this just using like reason she's like this what we need to do right now is put this baby on your boob like that's what we need to do (laughs) and so I finally did it and of course everything was fine and those test strips I tell you get those test strips stick your tongue in a glass of wine Put your breast milk on one of those strips. It'll turn black. Oh, my God. It's insane. It's ridiculous. They're so not. Don't. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Ridiculous. Don't, don't bother. Don't. It's not an issue. It's like just not an issue. That's not the issue here. 
And then I will go off on my other pet peeve. Well, oh, yes. I have several. But after we hear from our sponsors. <laughs> All right. Today's episode is brought to you by Fairhaven Health. The Milky's Milk Saver on the go is a mini version of the original Milk Saver loved by so many. The original Milk Saver is perfect for using on the opposite breast while breastfeeding to collect the letdown. But what about in between feedings or when you are out and about? The Milk Saver on the go is a discreet breast milk collection system designed to collect leaking breast milk when you are not feeding so you don't waste any more breast milk to a breast pad. The breast shells can be tucked right inside your shirt and then place and then you place your nipple right in the hole. The unique oblong shape allows you to collect more milk than other brands. Each shell holds one ounce of milk, and people are collecting several ounces a day to add to their stash. It's not a pump. There's no work for you to do. It also helps protect sore nipples from rubbing and chafing while they heal. So head to fairhavenhealth.com. That is F-A-I-R-H-A-V-E-N health.com and use promo code BADASS for 10% off your purchase. And today's episode is sponsored by Peanut. When I had my first child, Jack, I didn't know anyone else who had a baby. Breastfeeding was going horribly, and I felt totally alone. I searched the internet for answers, but the information was conflicting. I didn't have anyone to ask about their experiences or watch what they were doing. When I found just a few like-minded moms, my experience totally changed. I felt empowered to parent the way that felt right for me. This is why I want to share Peanut with you badasses. Peanut is an app to meet like-minded moms in your area, chat, and share advice. It's free to download in the app stores, it's easy to use, and it could be your ticket to fighting freedom as a new mom. Peanut is designed to connect people based on similar interests, age, mutual friends, and more. Similar to a dating app, you simply swipe to send a wave. The community feature allows you to create and join groups such as single moms, LGBTQ, or Brooklyn moms. So head to your app store right now and download Peanut and start connecting with like-minded moms in your area. And today's sponsors and their links and their promo codes can all be found at badassbreastfeedingpodcast.com, along with breastfeeding resources, all of our other episodes, and information about scheduling your very own private consultation with Diane. Woo woo! Yes, where you can hear me complain about alcohol and breastfeeding. Uh, <laughs> she won't do that. She no, really I won't do that, unless that's your problem, but I totally won't do that. So one of the other things, I've kind of come to the place in my career now where I spend a lot of time when I'm doing like educational stuff with parents, breastfeeding classes, things like that, like pointing out the obvious. And maybe it's just that like now I'm kind of like, oh my God, I just cannot stand how society like is twisting everything and making it so complicated when it really doesn't need to be. And one of those things is metabolizing alcohol because a lot of moms will say, Oh, but I read that, you know, you can have a drink every two hours or you're supposed to space your drinks out every, you know, couple hours or whatever. We've learned in like, I don't know, probably eighth grade health class or something that everybody metabolizes alcohol differently, right? Like depending on body size and shape and weight and like all of those things. So now you get pregnant and have a baby and now all of a sudden 500,000 people in the world that just had babies all metabolize alcohol exactly the same. Is that what you're telling me? (laughs) That those rules no longer apply because you had a baby? So... Now it is timed 
by two hours that you can yep, space your all drinks these boxes out. and you fit right in. Right. Like it doesn't make any sense. Go by how you feel. Go by how you feel. You feel fine. You're fine. You feel okay. Go right ahead and breastfeed. That like it really is not. And even if you don't feel fine, even if you know the hers is a thing. You know that saying. Um, the saying drives me nuts. The like, if you're sober enough to drive, you're sober enough to breastfeed. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I appreciate that on one hand, because. I feel like what they mean is if you're sober enough to drive, you're sober enough to care for your baby. Correct. Yeah. But what it sounds like is if you're not sober enough to drive, that you can't breastfeed and now your breast milk is dangerous. Right. Yes. And that's not the case. That's not the case. Again, the case that we're talking about is take the focus off of the alcohol inside your milk. Take the focus off of that. You got to take that off the table and put mm-hmm. it over there. Throw it away. Put it in the garbage. Flush it down the toilet. Yeah. That's not the issue. We're talking about you being safe. Because listen, we're talking about, you know, we're not sitting here telling you to drink. I don't drink anymore. I don't drink at all. I'm not telling you that you need to drink to be cool or, you know, all this. I'm telling you that if this is something you want to do, there's no reason to have these restrictions on your life like we were talking about before. Live your life the way you want to lead it. You can do that as a breastfeeder. What you need to focus on, all you need to focus on, we're telling, you know, like I, there's, there's, there's things that are not safe about alcohol, like the way you're going to act when you've had to, you know, when you've right. had enough, you know, the decisions, we all know that, that it can lead to, you know, bad decisions. And so we're just, we're telling you to focus. If you want to be safe, take the focus off the milk supply and put it on having somebody there, make a plan to have somebody sober in charge of your baby. And don't sleep with your baby. Right. I mean, that's really what it comes down to. Like, your the milk that's is it. fine. The milk is fine. Like, that, it would, you would have to drink a lot for it to impact your milk. And you even. You wouldn't be alive anymore. It would be a lot. But the other thing with it is now, if you drank regularly. Like, if you were a consistent, regular drinker, mm-hmm. that could start to impact supply and milk letdown. So- well, this is the other thing that we wanted to say. Because if you do, yes, let's talk about letdown. Because regular drinking, but also drinking a lot, right? Right. Isn't it true? Like, one drink will, you know, could relax you. But if you have a few, could it not? Could that? That could affect letdown, too, right? Yeah, that could affect letdown. And especially if you're doing it, you know, like we said, like regularly, if it was something Mm -hmm. that was happening regularly. And by regularly, we're not saying like, okay, you have, you know, four Christmas parties in the month of December. Yeah. 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 This is like, you know, you had your baby and then every night or every other night you're having five, six, seven drinks. You know, Mm -hmm. like that's regularly, you know, and I honestly have never seen this happen. Not that right. anybody says, you know, tells me, hey, by the way, but I have not, right. you know, I have not seen this happen. Um, I do not, I do not run into too many moms, you know, actively breastfeeding moms, any mom that is like, oh my God, I can't wait to go out and get drunk. You know, like it just well, doesn't. Well, I mean, yeah, well, I don't know about that. I mean, it's pretty stressful. It is, oh yeah. <laughs> I yeah, mean, for sure. I mean, there's plenty of times where it's just like, oh my God. Give me a bottle of vodka, please. But not but as many go through but the with point, it. 
I don't right. think. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean the the well sometimes people might. I mean the 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 but the the point is is that we're saying that it's not going to increase your supply, you know, it's not going to um you know, affect your breastfeeding really. But if you do but at some point you're the just the act of it's like stress. You're right. Right. It, it could affect your body's ability to have a letdown. Right. Yes. And I do remember that. I do remember like early on, like on one of these times, like trying to pump or something or the next day, you know, and it was, you know, I wasn't pumping as much or I was, you know, it was having a hard time let, letting down. Yeah. Um, and, you know, that, yeah, that's the consequence. It is. Um... And that comes back, though. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, it, yeah. It, you know, you bounce back. But I just, you know, like we've been saying all along, I, I just, it really bothers me when moms are terrified that, oh my gosh, I had a drink and now what? Because somebody told them, now you have to dump your milk, which is not accurate Ugh. either because pumping your milk out and dumping it out is not getting alcohol out of your milk any faster. Go back to the pump and dump episode we did, yeah. a, you know, a couple months ago. And we talked about that a lot, but that is not doing anything. I had one mom tell me once that she, like, was in the shower for hours just, like, hand-expressing milk out because her mother told her the baby was going to become an alcoholic. Ugh. It's like, this is the things that are being told and fear-mongering our mothers into just because they want to go on with a normal life. There's no reason for that. There's not. And there's like, I can go off on a whole thing about, you know, the way society treats, you know, women if we want to go there, but we don't have time. (laughs) Uh, But, you know, I mean, just like all of this, you know, all of this controlling restrictions and you can do this, you can't do that, you can't do this. You know, it's just nonsense. It's not helpful and it's not true. None of it is true. There's no science that's backing any of this up. No. And there's a lot of science to back up what we're saying. Otherwise, we wouldn't yeah. be telling you this. Right. So if somebody really gives you a hard time, whether it be, you know, family member, colleague, whatever, go ahead and share the science with them. Maybe they'll yeah, educate share them a the, little bit. Yeah, share the episode and I'll put, like I did with the other episode, I'll put my favorite links, my favorite, like, you know, links to the research mm-hmm. um, in the episode on badassbreastfeedingpodcast.com that you can have if you need to share it around or if you want to read further about the topic. Uh, it's a little, it'll be there for you. Yeah, like it's be informed. You know, be informed. Yep. Uh, yeah. And, you know, enjoy the holidays and, you know, make sure there's somebody sober watching your baby and don't sleep with your baby and have a good time. Yeah, absolutely. That's the bottom line. Have a good time. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for listening. All right, good. Bye. Bye.